a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kiefer, hamming it up here in the high des today on a lovely, fine, blustery Wednesday, only 95 degrees, so we're cooling down, folks. Thank God, because I'm over summer. But hey, Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free, free, three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for the power sport enthusiast. That's you and me, guys. We're the power sport enthusiast. We ride dirt bikes. And uh, so if you're going to buy something, buy it from RockyMountainATVMC.com. Please help us out. Feed our family. No, it's not that bad. But seriously, go to Rocky Mountain ATV MC. Also, rutted racing. Shirts. Badass shirts. I'm wearing one again today. You guys think I'm full of shit, but I'm not. I'm actually wearing it. Rutted racing brings a more fitted and more comfortable apparel line to the off-road racing community. Funny, we're talking about off-road today. But hold on a second. Noticing in the industry that the only way to get a long enough shirt for the taller guy or gal was to get an oversized one that didn't fit. The owner, Clint, he's a big dude. He's 6'5". He was over it. He wanted something cool. So him and his wife, April, took in their own hands to bring something new to the off-road racing world. A longer, more fitted men's clothing and a softer, more comfortable fitting, comfortable fitting women's and children's apparel. Whether you're a taller rider looking for shirts that fit or an average height guy or gal looking for a longer yet not wider cut, Rutted Racing has you covered. Hey, check them out at ruttedracing.com. Follow them on Instagram at ruttedracing. Use the promo code. Get 10% off. Use Kiefer. You can use Kiefer or Kiefer 10. Both work. Get 10% off. I got uh, some cool tank tops for Heather. They're soft. And uh, they're they're slimming. So um, for you guys out there that want uh, your ladies' um, smart area to pop out a little bit more, check out Rudder Racing. We thank those guys. Thanks Clint and his wife, April, for coming on board. And uh, today we're breaking the mold. If you're over here listening to PulpMX.com, we're going pulp off-road today. That's right. Can you feel that? Huh? Can you? <clears throat> We're going to talk about off-road, specifically the 2018 Husqvarna TE250i. Wow. Can you guys believe that there is a fuel-injected two-stroke off-road motorcycle? Uh, All this talk lately about, oh, hey, we're going to get a two-stroke fuel-injected. Thought it was bullshit. 
Well, <clears throat> comes to find out it wasn't. Um, KTM and Husqvarna both have um, a 250 and 300, <clears throat> but I do not think they are importing the 300, at least Husky isn't, uh, importing the 300 um, to America. So the 250 is the only one going to be here. Um, but I recently just got my hands on one. I know they've been out to other media outlets um, for a while. They had The KTM had an intro, I think, in Austria over at Erzberg. Husqvarna had their intro up in Canada at a pretty bitchin' uh, ski resort up in B.C. So I couldn't make those because that was the time the Dirt Rider drama was going down, so I was making the switch. But Andy Jefferson over at Husqvarna was kind enough to loan me one of these badass suckers to go do some off-road riding up in the high des. Um, spent a couple days on it. Actually, more than that. But um, rode out here in the des, went up in the mountains, you know, found tight stuff, you know, as tight as we can get here on the West Coast. It's not no East Coast stuff where there's wood and woods and roots and slippery rocks. But <clears throat> nonetheless, tight tracks, uh, single tracks, sorry, and uh, flowy trails. So got a good feel of the bike. Um, our bike that was delivered to me, um, was set up with Husqvarna branded accessories on it. So it had all the knickknacks, it had uh, blue clamps, it had an FMF pipe and silencer, um, had a guts racing seat, it had all these cool Husqvarna branded parts that you can go to uh, Husqvarna-motorcycles.com and you can check that out. If you guys have any kind of Husqvarna, they, have, uh, they offer all different kinds of stuff for you guys. But very cool that I got something a little different. I didn't have a headlight. It does come with a headlight. I ran the number one. That's right. I ran a number one Colton Hacker Edish TE250i. So all you haters out there can suck it. I had a number one on my test bike. Um, I had Michael Allen, one of my guys at keyforinktesting.com, originally test it. And then uh, I got on one and hopped on it and uh, rode it. And uh, a lot a lot of cool things I'm going to come your way here talking about this podcast. But um, anyway, you can check out my review over at keyforinktesting.com. And also I wrote, I wrote up uh, 10 things listed, 10 things that I liked for uh, Steve over at pulpamex.com. So you can check those out. Or you're listening right now, or you can just listen in right now. So right away, um, just a few little tidbits on this bike. Um, most of you guys are drilling at the mouth for this fuel injection. You got it. Um, so it freaked me out for a little while to pour straight gas into this gas tank, which is a 2.4-gallon gas tank. Um, I felt like I was breaking a law or something. Like I was like, oh, my. It just felt super weird to be pouring straight gas in, into a into a two-stroke. And what's funny is my son's out there in the garage with me, and he's like, Dad, are you supposed to mix that gas? And I said, no, son, it's fuel injected. And he's like, what do you mean? And I go, well, the oil goes in this tank, which is in, right in front of the gas cap that goes in the frame. And the oil has a little, you know, a premix oil tank reservoir um, that's 0 0.7 liters. Um, for those that you, for those of you that are, aren't Canadian or uh don't want to use that system. It's uh, roughly 24 ounces of premix that you can put into this tank um, that's very easy to get to. And you fill it up, 
and it holds about five tanks, full tanks worth of pre-mixed gas for you. So uh, it mixes it on its own, you know. Um, from what I understand, it's up to 80 to 1 mixture, but it also it fluctuates from what the RPM is on the bike. So if low RPMs, um, not as much um, oil, um, higher RPMs, I guess it gives more oil. So very cool system that um, that's going on. So like I said, I had to explain that to my son. He was confused. He didn't understand. So, But uh, um, it kind of goes back and everything I taught him I go hey because he has a KX80 I go hey you got to mix your gas every time you're on a two-stroke so very weird for me nonetheless to to do this without mixing gas but um very cool it's a six-speed um what I thought was unique on this Husqvarna use Magura brakes um I really haven't had that much time on some Magura brakes um but just jumping forward real quick to give you guys a, a um, an opinion on the brakes. Um, to me, from what I hear, Husqvarna is going to be going to these Magura brakes on their motocross bikes um, if they're not already on there. Um, and I I like them better than the Brembos, honestly. They're a little bit more linear feel. Um, they're not as grabby as the Brembo. Brembos are very strong. Don't get me wrong, but they can be grabby if you run your lever out, your front brake lever out. Um, but the the front brake modulation that this Magura brake has is very very user friendly. I can uh, pull the lever in a little bit harder and it's not so grabby and it's really progressive and it stops really well. So stoked on Husqvarna using some different brakes and using some different uh, branded parts on their bike so they kind of separate themselves from KTM. Um, most of you guys will laugh, but um, I know for a fact Husqvarna is trying really hard to. Um, create two separate entities they don't want to be called a ktm they don't want to be called a white ktm um i've gotten trouble for that so we're going to stick to it's a husqvarna and that's what we're that's what we're going with here in this podcast today so um kudos to husky for going to a, a different break that actually is better in my eyes than a than a brembo so um, magura breaks very cool um like i said it's a 2.4 gallon tank um has WP suspension, has a linkage, has a kickstand, has a headlight, has a rear tail light. Um, I mean, it comes with a skid plate. I mean, it's a full off-road bike, guys. So, not not to mention that it, you know, like I said, it's it's fuel injected. Um, it's pumped independently at the regulated uh, ratios, eliminating the need for to premix fuel. So simple enough, right? So pretty cool. So right away, um, I got on the bike started it up um didn't notice anything out of the ordinary as soon as i took off usually on a two-stroke carburetor bike it's kind of and you kind of clean it out not once to ever get that feeling um it revs really really easy it's not super crisp like it's not real crisp but it's not it doesn't ever load up it's always in that happy medium where it's just kind of like it's always pretty good. It's not super exciting down low. Um, and what I reference that to, and you can go to pulpmx.com and, and see what I wrote, but when we went from carburetors to fuel injection on four strokes, if you look back at all the tests, we all kind of said, eh, it's kind of smooth. It doesn't have that excitement like the carburetor did. 
It's the same kind of thing with this two-stroke. I feel like with a carburetor, I get a little bit more throttle response in all the RPM, mid RPM response, low RPM, um, RPM response. With the carburetor, it's a little bit more crisp and instant. Um, with this fuel injection, it's not as crisp and it doesn't have a real exciting feel down low. So don't expect to get on it and have this whiskey throttle feeling like, oh man, I'm gonna hit, it's gonna hit hard and rah, and it's gonna be all crisp all the time. It doesn't really have that. It's very user friendly down low, real easy to ride, smooth. And the excitement is more towards the mid range um, to the top end, which now for an off road bike, I think is important. You don't want a real hard hitting, um, super uh, exciting feel down low because you want it to be um, easy to ride and you want to lug it. So this is what this motor does. It lugs very, very well. I can run third gear in super tight trails and rocks and stuff where the RPM is super low. It doesn't want to die. Um, it doesn't get all loaded up and rich feel, but it's super connected at the rear wheel and it's easy to lug it around and get traction when it's real loose and cobby and shitty. So they've hit the mark and I assume the R&D guys built it that way because that's where it really works. Um, like I said, I don't have a ton of really tight stuff around here by the house, but we do, for the West Coast, have some gnarly sections, and the loop that I have that's up above my house is about 25 miles, a mix of rock faces, cliffs, flowy tight trails, 180s, um, so it's it's... It's good enough to get a feel of what this bike was aimed for. And I feel like this bike was, at least the engine and suspension, we'll get to that. It's tailor-made for tighter areas that you want to lug it and super technical um, parts of the trail. This is where this bike will shine and uh, not having that exciting or jerky feel um, will get you through those sections faster. So. If you're looking for a gnarly hitting uh, Husqvarna, this isn't it. If you're looking for a usable, easy to ride two-stroke um, that gets you through these technical sections really easy, um, this is the Husqvarna you want. Um, also, it's just it's just super easy to work on. Like Justin Chain, you know, putting fuel in, um, not having to mix your gas. Everything just kind of it's super easy to. It's accessible, you know, getting to the filter. Um, it, it's just really easy to work on, and I just feel like the more I ride a two-stroke, and for those of you out there, I, you guys know that I'm not a two-stroke fan. Like, I'm not, I don't get, like, all balls happy when I see a two-stroke. I don't watch every two-stroke video that comes out on Racer X, you know. Um, it doesn't get me that excited. I like having a bike that's easy to ride, and makes you want to go fast. So um, the new wave of two-strokes are coming um, set up that way where they're not super hard-hitting and they're easy to ride with more traction. And I'm kind of liking that because um, it makes you go faster. You know, it might not be grab the seat of your pants and, you know, hold on to your balls and be like, holy crap, that was amazing. No, but it will be that way once you're on the trail and you see how easy it is to ride. So... Um, 
very cool. The feel, like I said, I never really noticed anything um, bad about the the fuel injection. Like it just, it always worked. Didn't, didn't really seem like it leaned. I was wide open on some roads. It, it was fine. It pulled. Um, amazingly, this bike revs really far. Um, so uh, I was actually shocked because how uh, usually this kind of engine that I've experienced before it kind of falls off but didn't really fall off so um, the six-speed uh, gearbox transmission was good the gear spacing was uh, well placed so overall not a whole lot of, of complaints for me I would like a little bit more bottom end um, now that I'm saying it just for if you're bearing it in soft turns or trying to hit a berm or something but and if you're staying away from that kind of stuff and you're trying you're riding the trails and and getting over stuff and foot planting around um this motor's good but if you're trying to to moto it and off-road it um you're going to want more bottom end or you're gonna have to clutch the shit out of it um getting out of some of those soft berms or just tighter ruts so just be aware of that uh as far as the suspension goes um the fork is a wp explorer fork um, which I've had some experience with in the past. Thank baby Jesus that WP and Husqvarna and KTM for that matter got rid of the 4CS hunk of shit fork. I'm sorry for you know those of you at Husqvarna listening to this at KTM. That fork was junk. Your consumer out there doesn't like that fork. The suspension, aftermarket suspension companies do because they're making money off you guys because that fork was such a piece of trash. So, this Explore fork is so much better. Um, it feels more like a, the old style open bath fork that um, WP had for years back in the day. Um, soft feel, not going to lie, it is soft, okay? So if you're trying to hit a, hit a big face or a wall or drop off, um, it will blow through, it will bottom out. But for all the tight, smaller stuff, um, um, hitting little rocks on stuff on the trail, it soaks it up really well. I went to a stiffer compression setting. I went up um, as far as four clicks on the compression and slowed the rebound down too. I like that. It didn't get much deflection. Um, it doesn't really have a harsh feel. Thank you, baby Jesus. Again, the harshness is kind of removed from this fork. So... What you will get, though, you will get a softer, more mushier feel when you start getting more aggressive. Um, my recommendation to you guys that are a little heavier or uh, more of aggressive of a rider, look into a heavier set of springs or raising your um, oil level in your fork. Um, be careful when you do raise your oil level, though, because you will get a little bit of a harsher feel. Um, People think I'm crazy. They go 10 cc's, and I know um, other magazines always go 10 cc's. But I usually, when I do testing, I only go up to like uh, three to five cc's at a time, and you can feel a difference with that, and you won't get as much harshness as you would with 10 cc's. So, if you guys are doing that, just just note that. But overall, um, good fork feel. I have good front end traction. Um, it's kind. It's not a real pitchy feeling. So on off throttle decel, I don't get a lot of pitch. Um, and one thing I didn't mention about that engine too is engine braking is is really low. It has a really free feel, so I don't get a lot of that pitching. Um, but like I said, when you get to some of those bigger rock sections and 
or you have a whooped out trail, which is plenty of those here. I don't have any really <laughs> nice, clean uh, trails up here. Everything's kind of blown out. When you do get a whooped out section, um, the fork is soft. So just be aware of that. Um, but like I said, small stuff, roots, you East Coast guys, I think you will like this fork a lot, uh, much better than the 4CS. Um, the rear, the rear shock is uh, is soft as well, but the bike feels balanced, so that is key. Uh, there's not the rear doesn't feel anything um, foreign in the front end. The bike both ends move together. Um, when the fork bottoms out, most likely the the shock will as well. So I stiffened up the the compression up a little bit on the shock as well and slowed the rebound down, and it did help a little. It's not going to make a huge difference for you guys. It's not going to like make or break but i feel like if you guys are gonna if it's too soft you're gonna take both ends off and send it to your your shop anyway and get it revalved so um if it was my bike and i was riding it out here on the west coast i would probably get a little bit stiffer of a setting um just to have some more hold up um, but overall the suspension's comfortable uh i think for um what it's intended to do it works well so um, kudos to the guys for uh, getting a good setup, and thank you WP for getting away from the 4CS. Hey guys, you guys want to get some shirts done? Get some of your logos printed up on there? Go to screenprintingdone.com. These guys produce t-shirts, hoodies, and hats for every occasion. Whether you need t-shirts for your employees, t-shirts for your track, or t-shirts for your event, these guys can make it happen. Maybe you're wanting to start your own clothing brand. We've talked about this. Everyone's doing it. Um, whatever you need, these guys can take care of you. Mention Kiefer in the contact when you email them and get 10 free shirts. That's right. You order 10, get free. You know, get 10 free. That's you know really good. You can make some money. Um, mention Kiefer again. Kiefer, K-E-E-F-E-R. Get 10 free shirts screenprintingdone.com check them out okay guys moving on to the chassis uh, like I said west coast conditions um, if I was a west coast guy um, I would like I said stiffen up the suspension but the overall chassis feeling of this bike is stability there's a lots of stability it's not a super inside carving corner cornering machine um, going down the trail at a good clip, 45 miles an hour, um, very stable, hitting something at speed. The, the chassis doesn't bind and load and kick you. Um, I, I feel like with stiffer suspension, the chassis only will get better. Um, so um, the overall feel for me is, is uh, tons of stability with less um, cornering capability. Not to, not to say that it can't corner because it feels light you know it's a two-stroke right so you're leaning in the corner it feels light um but i think where this frame shines and where this chassis shines is um straight line at speed uh there's no deflection feeling there's not a harsh feeling in the in the chassis there's no vibration at all on this two-stroke like it's amazing to me how much uh development they have done to lessen the vibration on this two-stroke um, it, it was only a, you know two or three years ago where um, the Husqvarna and the KTM vibrated horribly, and the Yamaha was better. Now it's the opposite, where um, Husqvarna and KTM um, offer 
less vibration than the Japanese um, manufacturer that uh, vibrates more now. So, um, cornering, like I said, I, I took it on a moto, moto track for a little bit. Uh, it corners decent. It's more of a front end steering bike. You can rear end steer this this bike, um, but it has lots of front wheel traction. Uh, I'm a fan of just the overall comfort factor of the bike. Usually you get a two-stroke that's light and it's a little bit twitchy and it could get a little sketchy at speeds. This bike doesn't do that. So um, I was actually shocked when I rode it. I went out for another day and rode it just to, to be sure on some faster stuff. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised that it was very stable and it wasn't... Uh, it didn't have uh, a steering stabilizer on it, but what I did do for you guys out there, KTM's um, come headsets come loose, um, looser feeling, and Husqvarna as well. So sorry if I'm mentioning the two together, but it's a fact. Both come with their headsets a little bit loose. As soon as I get a Husqvarna or something like that, is uh, I tighten you know the headset a little bit so I have some tension um, on the bars. When you guys have it on the stand, I know it has a kick, you know, a kickstand, but put it on a, on a, a moto stand, and then move this tap the grip of the bar and see if it falls down. If it just falls down by itself, um, you know, loosen the headset up, you know, the nut up, and then tighten it up a little bit to where you can tap the handlebar, and it just maybe goes down halfway and stops. That's my perfect, you know, adjustment for the handlebar because if I feel like I have a too loose of a steering feel, um, I can get a little deflection or um, maybe just a little bit of a loose steering front end feel coming into a corner. So um, I don't want that oversteer. So I try to uh, stiffen that up a little bit. So that's what I did there. Um, overall, I think this is more this 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 bike is more of an East Coast machine. Um, for us guys here on the West Coast, and, and maybe for maybe the guys up north in Oregon and Washington, and, the, and it's good for them, they're tight. But for us California guys in Nevada and, and the deserty guys, I, I feel like this is, uh, you know, maybe not the, you know, maybe not the first choice that you want to, to go with because one, it's just, it's soft initially, and the lugging ability which is so good we don't get we don't get to see the benefit out here that much because we don't our trails are just simply not that tight and and maybe i'm blind maybe i haven't been to some stuff out here in west coast riding off-road and you know i've been up north and um been all around southern california and i've ridden some washington stuff it's just nothing like east coast east coast is super tight snotty rooty this is where i think this bike is going to shine you guys are going to love this bike out there on the East Coast. It just works very good, I feel, for the short sections that I have here on the West Coast. If I had a 20-mile loop full of just snotty, shitty crap, I think I would actually like it more. So um, some of the tips that I did on this bike, you know, you can get your optional power valve spring. If you want some more throttle response and hit, you can go to a red spring and then adjust that power valve bronze adjuster out one from stock. You go out on the adjuster, you get more throttle response, a um, little bit um, more of a, of a hit. You 
roll it in, you know, and only go one turn increments on this adjuster. It's that bronze piece in the middle, and that's adjusting uh, where you want to hit. So um, I went out one to kind of get some more, and it helped a little bit. It didn't um, decrease my rear wheel traction, which I really liked. Still felt really planted to the ground. Um, but so, yeah, so they have the optional power valve springs you guys can try. Um, hopefully, I'll get a little bit more time on it and try the other the other spring and see what that does. But um, it's very cool that you can adjust your power valve um, right there on the side. You just got to lay your bike down to change the spring, and uh, you can adjust it there. Um, cool that they have pro taper bars. Um, and the fuel range, I guess I'll talk about that, too. I know some of you guys always want to ask, well, how, how many miles you get to a tank? Well, I had a full tank. I went 51 miles um, on a tank, and I had a tiny bit left. Granted, it, it, it really depends on what your terrain is like as what you will, what you will get for the mileage on your tank. Um, like I said, I had some tight sections, flowy sections, and then some fourth and fifth gear roads to get back to the truck. 51 miles, had a full tank, and it, it got me back to the truck. Um, when you do pour your premix into uh, the piece, the little um, the cap where you take it off, you can pour your premix in there in the frame. Um, like I said, it's 24 ounces. It will last up to five full tanks. There will be a light that comes on that's an indicator light that says, hey, you're going to have to put more in. So if you guys have some, you put some in your fanny pack or whatever. But if you don't have any, don't freak out. From what I'm told, and I haven't tested this yet, but from what I've told, and the R&D guys at Husky says, you have at least two full tanks um, until your fuel is not getting mixed and you run dry on your premix. So um, don't freak out if you guys are racing or you guys are riding and that light comes on. You guys have enough to get back to where you need to go, at least two full tanks. So uh, I think that's cool, too. That gives you some time to uh, put it back in. Um, I didn't mention also it has a map switch, just like the four strokes do. Um, it has a standard map and then a softer map. I tried both. I always use a standard map because I wanted some more, you know, bottom end. The, the softer map, softer map um, makes it a little bit smoother and more linear, which if you guys really think it's too much for you, you can try that, but I didn't. And it broadens the mid to top out, so you actually get a little bit more of a broader feel shifting from um, second to third and third to fourth slightly um, it wasn't that much of a difference but I do notice it on roll-on um, down low a little bit less of a feel on the softer feel and then more um, it's broader middle to top it doesn't rev out anymore I'd say both are the same um, but most of the time I left it in the standard map but still cool that you have that option um, the more options for the consumer I think for me is better as long as it's not confusing and this isn't you flip the switch blam blam either or you pick e start on a two stroke still think it's badass um, sure it adds a little weight but the bike's light already um, very cool that you can just push a button and go and overall I just had a good time on this bike I didn't get to ride the KTM um, version uh, but 
I have ridden a KTM 300 a lot in the past, just with being with the magazine, and you know we did a lot of off-road stuff. And I would say this um, TE 250i lugs as good as a KTM 300. If you guys know what I'm talking about, for those of you that are familiar familiar with that bike, um, that 300 KTM lugs so good, like unreal how good that thing is. And this is very very similar. Um, so. Uh, if you guys are looking for a, a super luggy bike that you can ride lazy, for those lazy old dudes out there trail riding, you want to go to the bar, smoke a ciggy, and uh, go ride with your buddies and roll third gear in the tight trails, um, this bike's cool. So I'm going to try to get more time on this thing, hopefully. Um, I don't know how much longer I, I have on this bike. They have to take it back, I'm sure, but... Uh, I'm looking to do an off-road shootout. I would love to include this in it, and I would love to get out of California to do this off-road shootout. So looking forward to trying to put some of that together. Looking forward to bringing you more off-road stuff at uh, Pulp MX. Shit, who knows? Maybe we'll talk Steve into doing Pulp Off-Road. Uh, I tweeted that out the other day, and people seem to really like that idea. Um... But yeah, so I, I love off-road, guys. My, my roots are off-road. I grew up racing hare and hounds, um, doing GPs, and my family went camping, on, you know, and that's what we did, off-road. And I think the, the majority of our sport are off-road people, you know. It's um, less expensive. Those kind of type of guys keep a bike for five to seven years, and um, I love doing it. So hopefully I'll be bringing you more of these off-road tests and maybe even some more off-road specific kefir um, tested things. And uh, I thank Husqvarna for letting me take this bike out. It's a very unique bike, um, well-built, uh, easy to work on. Um, didn't get to too much durability talk on this because, you know, obviously I didn't have that much time on it. But would love to uh, do a living with podcast on this bike. So, um I'd like to thank Michael Allen, um, my test rider, for kicking this thing off and, and helping me uh, write the test over at keyforinktesting.com. You guys can check it out. Michael's a great off-road guy. Um, he knows his stuff when it comes to off-road riding. That's what he grew up, and that's what he still does. So I kind of collaborate with him on these things. And uh, anyway, we look forward to doing more of these. And uh, stay tuned. We got 450 MX shootouts coming up in two weeks. I um, was supposed to do an RMZ 450 um, Rocky Mountain ATV podcast, but haven't gotten it yet. Uh, waiting to get it because good old Dominic, my test guy, stacked it up in, at JGR. So Suzuki had to fix it up. So it looks like they're fixing it up this week. I'll get it back, and we'll get that podcast going. I know you guys are up my ass about that one, and uh, we'll get that thing soon, and we'll get that sucker in the shootout. So look for... Uh, a 450 MX Shootout Preview Podcast next week. And thanks, guys, for listening. And don't forget to go to RockyMountainATVMC.com to buy some stuff. See y'all.